If I tell, like when I'm telling my wife, hey, I'm going to make love to you for eight minutes, what I really mean is three minutes. (laughs) I mean, does anyone want to do that longer than maybe 15, 20 minutes? I don't believe it. I don't believe it when people say they do. I mean, 15 to 20 minutes sounds like a long time. Doesn't it? God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. People are like, man, I went all night. And like, really? That sounds punitive. That sounds like a form of punishment in a third world country. Well, Sting famously would have sex for hours. Oh, he was in the tantric <sighs> bullshit. I have a friend that's um, he's newly single, and he's having a good time. He was married for about 20 years, and he's dating women all over the city and he's actually in paris right now with a woman that he's dating they're having a good time and he told me that they are able to have make each other have orgasms by just looking at each other oh fuck that guy <laughs> like we get to hear a lot about his you know his dalliances because he you know he really is having a good time and but when he came to that part i like laughed out loud i was like no you didn't come on dude don't don't treat me and it was we were like a little boys hang. I was like, don't treat us like dummies, man. Come on, I know that's not true. Don't put me through it. Look at you rocking that chicken fillet, the Christian chicken. It's Chick Fil A. It's Christian chicken. You know what people are freaking out about here in Nashville? Is what? we we got a what a burger, and there are people lined up for like an hour to get through the drive through of what a burger, which I just don't understand. I used to, dude. I used to love me some what a burger. But that's before there was actually like real burger joints. Like P. Terry's. Yeah. I mean, we've got P. Terry's. We've got Dan's. We've got Hot Monks. We got... You guys have an In-N-Out now, right? We have In-N-Out Burger. Right. We have Carl's Jr. I mean, like when there was only McDonald's, Dairy Queen, and Whataburger, Whataburger's still number two. But check this out. So after we, Dairy Queen. Well, we drive... There's one here near close to where Isabel and I live and... Every time we see this line of cars, we're like, what is going on? But I, And my metric point that I always think about, I'm like, well, if a Chick-fil-A opens up somewhere where there's no Chick-fil-A, I get why people would line up for hours. Chick-fil-A is just some of the best fast food ever made by Dude, God. They just, they just print money. Yeah. Their overhead's got to be pretty low. They don't have that much stuff. They hire a bunch of, <laughs> they hire a bunch of religious zealots who, and they probably pay them in, I don't know, give, heavenly gift cards. You get to use the gift cards in heaven. That's probably how they pay these people. Dude, this is how you know that the people that own Chick-fil-A are actually believers in Christ. They close on Sunday. <laughs> that's, that's that's literally billions of dollars of revenue a year <laughs> that they're giving up because they believe in Jesus. It is true. You know someone who like works, some CPA like close to the mccarty what are they called what are those family called who gives a shit nobody cares but here's the thing but you know some cpas done the oh, math and all of them are like dude them. you know you're losing billions of dollars and he's like i don't care i believe in christ oh and i don't believe that a man should marry a man god god rested oh. god rested on the seventh day and so will our chicken harvesters and chicken makers I really don't think that a man should marry a man or a woman should marry a woman and also we should close on sunday also, this sauce is real good. But you got it. Here's what you got to factor in, though, Bob. The brand that they're religious chicken makers, 
how much money does that make them? And there's going to be an offset if they, you know, betray their dearly held brand uh, signifiers, which one being we take off on the holy day because we all go to church or pretend to go to church or whatever. Dude, nobody gives a shit. The only people that give a shit are the people that are. No, dude, I'm telling you, even people that are like, dude, I'm, of course, pro anybody wants to get married. I don't give a fuck. But I'm not going to not eat at Chick-fil-A because they don't because they're like actively against uh same sex marriage. I don't care. I I did. There I don't care what they believe like when they go home or how they vote, but there was a time when every dollar like every meal, $1 of what you purchased went towards this really anti-gay foundation that sponsored like electroshock therapy for gay people. So whether you wanted it to or not, one of your dollars of your meal got funneled into this organization that did that. And a bunch of people did like a consumer boycott. I quit eating it during that. It was pretty easy not to. And then they changed. They quit doing that. So as soon, literally as soon as I saw the news that they quit funneling money into that foundation, I went and, got, right. a chi- I went and got a chicken sandwich. Because it's good. And what are you going to do? You're going to live your whole life investigating how every corporation that you buy something from spends their money. You're going to look into Nike and Gibson and Fender and fucking Dockers and Duckheads and Hanes and all the bullshit you buy every day. You're going to look into all that, see who they support, who they vote for, what super PACs they give to. Fuck that. Hell no. Dude, you just turned me on my new favorite show. Not only my new favorite show, but also I am completely in love with that woman. How do you say her name? Ari Ari Catalina. Ari Catalina. She's so cute, this, right? This house has many trashes. <laughs> and look at this stove. It is so dirty. She does say so, trashes. So satisfying. It mm. smelled horrible, but I was so happy to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> she had very bad depression. <laughs> but I could help her by cleaning up. Her house. Have you seen the one yet where there's literally poop on the toilet seat? I haven't seen that one. I've only seen two. I would have watched it. I would have, I'd still be watching it, but I had something that came up. I, I basically turned it on and then I didn't. I watched two and a half episodes till I had to do something else, but I could just watch it forever. It's really comforting. I mean, there's something really comforting about it. Here's the deal though she's cleaning pretty small places and they're all kind of the same. It's like very. It's weird, it's, right? It's very Scandinavian. Like everyone kind of lives in the same like government, you know, approved home with the same floors and shit. Like they're the same stoves, but when she cleans those stoves, oh, that's my dude, favorite. It's the best. Sometimes and sometimes she'll take a really fucked out like pan that's been just caked over with bullshit. Oh no, the, the and instead cake, of, instead of the throwing it away, instead of throwing no. it away, she'll clean it. Dude, when she cleans the baking pan, oh, forget boy. about it, dude. Forget about it. What's so comforting about that? What is it? I don't to know. see something be made new again. Because the world is the world is decaying and chaotic and crazy, and she takes this one little place and makes it perfect. Even though and, you know that house is going to be fucked up again in T minus what two months, three months. That those houses, I'm like, they gotta stage these houses. They gotta stage them with trash. That one milk house with all the milk curtains? <laughs> like, how does somebody drink that much milk in their life? 
Well, what's crazy, we were noticing we're all the like eggshells. We're like, oh no, that eggshell thing was fucked. But it's like how, so it's like you're cracking eggs, which is fine. Here's the problem. Your entire kitchen counter and stove is covered in garbage. So what are you, how are you, are you cooking them? You doing the Rambo? Dude, I Sherlock Holmes the shit out of that myself. I'm like, wait, where are you cooking this? Do you have like a portable or, or are you just like, Cracking them into a, a fucking glass and, and drinking them fucking Rocky style. Rocky style, I bet. Because they, they have no more options. They're sleeping on piles of pizza boxes and garbage. It's like everything known is untrue. By the way, we should let our listeners know what we're fucking talking about. Because I don't know if I mentioned this in a Secret Weekly or not. But it's this deep cleaning YouTube channel by this... She's from Norway? Or is she from yeah, Finland? Norway. Oh, no, Finland. She's from Finland. So she's Finnish and she... She does this for free, but she has a big YouTube channel, so she makes a lot of money on the internet. So people who see her channel will reach out to her, and she'll go to their houses. And these are like really, really fucked up homes. Like they're so gross. Some of it's like really disgusting. And anyway, she deep cleans it, and she her, her video editing's really good. She's really cute, dude. We Isabel bought like all those scrub daddies and scrub oh, mommies. We bought dude. all that. We have it. Dude, all I could think about was like, I can't wait to go to the store and buy scrub daddies. <laughs> like, scrub daddies should be paying that chick millions of dollars. I think they just give her whatever she needs. I don't know if they pay her, but we have a scrub daddy, scrub mommy. We have the paste that she uses. Oh yeah, well, well, the one episode I, one of the episodes I watched, scrub daddy paid for her to go to some other country, and, and she'll clean cleans <clears throat> or to go to Switzerland to clean a house. Okay. And then, they, yeah, they sponsor it. I mean, it works because I, mean, I think a lot. The thing is, this chick's like a celebrity in our house now. Like if she did a tour where she just spoke at whatever, the Memorial Center, we would all go. My daughter is like a fan of hers. If she had merch, we'd buy it and wear it. It's so weird. If you can just be seen on a screen doing anything, and it doesn't fucking matter what you do, but if you can just be seen on a screen, you're special. But that can't be true because everyone's on a screen now. What's What's more mysterious to me no, is you have to you have to not know the person. Well, I don't know. I see a bunch of dumbasses on YouTube every day, and I hate almost all of them. It's true. But here's what I, here's what doesn't make sense to me because my my in laws are in town this weekend, and my mother in law my mother in law both are really fascinated with like people who clean those kinds of places. And we kind of jokingly talk about starting a business together where we do that. Because I have this weird fantasy where I do that for a job. I just, I really like it. Now, some of the stuff I would be unable to do. I couldn't do the sick bathroom shit. But I like taking a mess like that and cleaning it up. It's very comforting. I've always liked vacuuming as a kid. I have these weird OCD things that I like. So I was showing it to her. And I don't know. It's, it's... Why do some people do a thing on the internet that really works? And some other some people do great things on the internet that just no one cares. Like what takes and what doesn't take is mysterious to me. I put up a picture of a Metallica vinyl that's a green misprint. It's, it's this album that's normally blue, but they printed it green. We got like 2,000 shares and likes of that. I don't know, because it's kind of a rare album, I guess. So I thought, well, okay, every day I'm going to post a picture of my Metallica vinyl collection just to get some engagement on socials. No one gives a shit about any other picture. It's just that one. That one had a one weird day. Do you ever have that with your with what you put out in your world? Are you like you have this one weird day where shit just pops for a minute? Uh and you try to figure out maybe what that is, what happened? Was it the time of day? Was it the way the lighting was? 
Well, nothing, nothing pops. <laughs> well, that's not true. Like, well, you used to you used to have this thing, Instagram. Like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago when it started, everything you posted, if somebody was following you, they would see every post. And so every once in a while, you'd post something, and it would like you'd just have a ton of likes. But now the way the algorithm works, like maybe one thirtieth of your audience is going to see your post unless they follow you or search for you. So it's hard to say what actually pops and what doesn't pop. Now. And that takes all the fun out of it too. That just makes it so so that you have to basically be working for a corporation really for anything to pop anymore, like organically. It's just so rare now. I like saying the word pop a lot. Pop feels good to say, yes. But not like yeah. your pops. You mean pop like... Yeah, like when you get something popping or something pops up. Yo, what's popping up over there? It's crack a lacking. Do people say crack a lacking still? You just said it. <laughs> do, do, I, do I count as people? You're the only person I've heard say crack a lacking in my life. Really? I'm 50... I'm in my late 30s, and when I say late, I mean the ice caps have melted. You've never but heard what's crack a lacking? I've heard it. I've never just I've never heard anybody say it. Oh, I've only heard it in my mind. I'm going to start saying it to you often. <laughs> You're going to get it crack a lacking. Another thing that we do on the road a lot these days is I we call a lot of people baby. Yeah, I like baby. What's up, baby? especially to dudes actually only to dudes because you know we don't want to make any ladies feel uncomfortable but a lot of a lot of what's up baby how you doing baby dude i'm telling you you will never not get a smile if you call anybody over 60 any man over 60 if you call him little kid you'll never get nothing but a smile (laughs) little kid (laughs) hey what's up little kid (laughs) if it's a 65 year old dude he will smile and he will that will make his day you think he'll think like maybe I am a kind of a little kid? Like, what's he smiling about, dude? Everybody that's in over sixty-five feels like a little kid. I'll say this: any woman of a certain age, like my mom's age or older, I do not care what she looks like. I don't care about anything. If she calls me honey, baby, sweetie, we're in love. She loves me. I'm special. Period. I love. I love women. Who call me baby? It's just such a nice thing. Oh, come here, baby! And it's all—they always—it's—it's it's always a southern accent of some kind. Oh, baby, what can I get for it? It is hard to imagine like that kind of Boston vibe saying that. <laughs> Ask not what your country can do. What can I get for you, baby? <laughs> Did John F. Kennedy can I get you some coffee, baby? Is John F. Kennedy. Actually, I can—I can, I can kind of hear it though with that accent. Honey, please. Yeah, we do a character. We do a character named Joyce that's from Yonkers, and she always says, "Honey, please." I guess you can't imagine that little pet names from New England. That's just if if somebody's calling you baby, they're a good person. Totally. Nobody's, nobody that's a horrible person is using honey or baby. It ain't nothing or, wrong when someone's calling you baby or sweetie, and they don't know you. No. Well, they what it makes you feel like is they actually made they actually do know you. They know something deep about you. And they can see it, and you are special, and that's why they're calling you honey and sweetie and baby. What can I get for you, sweetie? Oh, it's okay, honey. What? Yeah. All like a, I'm like sudden, a man in the desert. Someone just squoze yeah. out a fucking drop of water from a the beak of a fucking pelican into my goddamn mouth. Yeah, like it's like it's like you've been 
put on one of those torture racks and then somebody's taking a an old uh sweaty bandana and squeezing some water into your dry chapped lip only mouth and which is good news only that's not water (laughs) (laughs) it's moisture but it's not water it's wet but it ain't water it's your own soaking (laughs) adrenal fluids that have come out of your body (laughs) and now you're lapping them up because that's all you've got Dude, could you imagine? It's fucking eight. It's fucking sixteen thirty-four. You've been accused of witchcraft. It's the Spanish Inquisition. You find yourself on the rack, dude. Jesus Christ! I've thought about it. If you know you're, if you just know you're going to be tortured to death, there's some kind of strange freedom you can just let go and let God. You can just be done because you just know it's coming, and you know there's nothing you can do about it. And you can just you kind of lean into it. You just go insane. What if you're not going to die? What if they start out with the thumb screws, where they just mash your thumbs down to pulp? Think about where you have to go mentally when you when it's when that's coming down the line. They're already let's say they already did one of your thumbs, but they had to stop before you did, died of it, died of the pain. So they left you. So you they go away. They're like, hey, we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Second verse, same as the first. Where do you have to go in your mind to deal with it? You have to go somewhere. You have to say bye-bye. Here's what I have to do today and every day for the rest of my life and every moment for the rest of my life. Quit being a whiny little bitch and just imagine <laughs> my thumb in a thumb screw or being on the rack and just go, God damn, today is a good day. Any day that you're not, Yeah. Today is a fucking good day. I don't give a fuck. Was it Casino? Was it Casino where they put that dude's head in the vice? Pop, I don't remember. Pops his eyeball out. Yeah. I don't remember that scene. It's a pretty brutal scene. That's a brutal movie. One of my favorites. It's weird because when it came out, I don't remember liking it. And then I've watched it since because everybody's like, oh, it's such a great movie. And then every time I watch it, I'm like, I don't know if it's that good. Oh, it's really good. All right, I'll watch it again. I, d- I, I, I always recently. say that. I just feel like there's maybe, I just feel like maybe there's a part of it at the beginning that's maybe along or something, and then something about the beginning of it or something, uh, I don't know, rubs me the wrong way or something. So I don't know. I can't, it's hard for me to get through it. Maybe if I just got through it all and everybody's like, oh, no, but Sharon Stone, she, her performance is magnificent in Casino. She should have won the Oscar for it. <laughs> she should have She should have got a trophy from the Oscar committee for that role. Oh, Jesus. Not an Oscar, just a trophy. She should have got some kind of award from the Oscar commission. Ah, oh, Jesus, the way she played that part. Oh, boy. And I mean, that hair. Robert De Niro's head never moved. It looked like it was made out of bread crust. It was the, you could have put a comb through, you'd have broken all the spokes off the comb. I'm telling you, it should have won best hairdo, and it should have definitely got some kind of a bracket from the Oscar commission because boy, oh boy, that performance of Sharon Stones was magnificent. Forget about Joe Pesci. He was incredible too, though. Dude, I could do that accent forever. It's like Boston movie critic. It's like while I was doing the while I was doing that impression, all of the feeling left this eye. Dude, review like my eye just started dying. Review pig, Nicolas Cage's pig. I saw that movie The Pig and oh my god. 
like Nicolas Cage is to die for in that movie. But that movie, oh my God, I didn't even know which way was coming and going. Definitely shouldn't get any hardware from the Oscar commission on that one. I, I don't even know how they wired that up to get those kind of reviews on the Rotten Tomato. That pig movie, forget about it. Don't go see it. Trust me. You want to see a good pig movie? Watch that truffle hunter. Now that's a good movie. You want to look about pigs and truffles? Check out the truffle hunter. Now you might have to do a little reading though. But hey, forget that pig movie. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, forget that pig movie. You called it the pig. (laughs) I think it's called the pig. Uh... (laughs) With Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it starts off, you think he's going to fuck the pig, and then he, you find out he doesn't He doesn't like the pig in that way. Uh, it's, a very dist- it's a very disturbing movie. There's a b- bunch of scenes you don't even know what's coming or going. As soon as I inferred he wasn't going to fuck the pig, I was like, turn it off. Turn it off immediately. There's nothing for me to see here. If a man is a fucking Nicolas if Nick Cage isn't fucking a pig in the first 20 minutes by page 18 of the script, I'm turning it off. End scene. <laughs> no? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I just couldn't think of anything, uh, any pig fuckery to go along with that. <sighs> I guess that was a pretty specific avenue of comedy. I was trudging down. Did you watch Did you watch all the Black Mirror? Yeah. I well, watched the first... It. I watched the first 10 minutes of the first Black Mirror, and it stopped me from watching that movie. And when I say movie... When I say movie, I mean, you know, the series, because it's obviously a television series. But it stopped me from watching it at all for like two seasons. And then finally, when the third season came out, I watched the first episode. I was like, oh, this is really good. Then I watched every episode of it and watched that first episode last. It's by far the worst Black Mirror until the new seasons came out. Well, they were smart. They they. They led off with their most controversial episode. It got everyone talking about it. Whether it's good or not, everyone would not quit talking about it. It was brilliant of them. It got me out of the game. But then you got back in. I got back in the game, of course. I mean, at a certain point, you got to get back in the game with Black Mirror. Black Mirror is great. It's better than that pig movie, I'll tell you that. The be- the best one is the, the one with... Uh, Jesse Plemons on that spaceship where he clones his coworkers and he traps them in this sort of DNA hell. The my SS f- Enterprise. My favorite is the Black Mirror White Christmas one. The White Christmas one is definitely number two. So Dude, scary. I, I think about that one all the time. I'm like, man, if you were just in that loop forever, oh my God. Before long, you'd be praying for the, the thumb pulp thing. Anything. Just anything. Oh, that thing at the end where they're like, oh, we're just going to turn this up. And you're just like, oh, that's hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. For them, it's a weekend. A long weekend. Oh. Brutal. Whoever comes up with that shit? I don't know, man. But that, I'm glad I watched all that shit before the pandemic. I saw someone describe the new Batman film, which I haven't seen yet, as basically the movie Seven, but with Batman, which made me want to see it. It's not. Did you see it? I saw it. Um, Don't no spoilers. I'm not going to say anything. I will say that. I, all right, no spoilers. I'm not going to say anything. I, but just to keep your expectations right, because here's what you want to do when you go see a movie: you want to keep your expectations right. You don't want your expectations to be too low or too high. Definitely don't want them to be too high. 
So I will say this about the movie. Keep your expectations low. Mine were kind of low going in. So I did enjoy it. Now the ending, the last 20 minutes, it's three hours. The last 20 minutes, get rid of the last 20 minutes. But see, someone said to me recently, they were like, oh, you're going to love, uh, you're going to love Nightmare Alley, but the last 20 minutes is fucking horrible. So just get ready for that. And I kept waiting for it to get bad. And I just, I liked the whole movie all the way through. Well, there you go. Maybe you'll like the last 20 minutes if you're expecting it to be terrible. But what it reminded me of when I was a kid, like a really young kid, like four or five, six years old, we would go to the movies and they would have these serials of Batman or maybe it was on TV, but they were black and white, like these black and white Batman movies from the 40s and 50s. And they would like drive around in a regular car, Batman. And it was like, he was like a detective. Like Batman was a detective. He just wore the mask and cape and he was hanging out with Robin, but it was all black and white. It was very noir. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. I like that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, man. It's like a Mickey Spillane thing. Right. It's all, it's really well done. Of course, James Patterson, every, every time I see him in anything, I'm like, man, this guy's just so fucking good. He's great. He, it, it's weird. He's great. In, he's great in everything. Him and Kristen. Well, those Twilight movies are pretty rough. Which I was going to mention. Kristen Stewart, his co-star, she turned into this really great actor as well, dude. I just watched the movie Spencer with her, which I don't know if I could recommend the movie, but she's really good in it. She was really good in this movie called Personal Shopper. Did you see Personal Shopper? I don't know. Anyway, they both turned out to be such great actors. The movie Good Time, which is the Safdie brothers, the the other movie that the uh, the dudes I, who did I Uncut could, Gems. I couldn't get through it. I watched oh like gosh. the first 15 minutes. Well, what do you think he's good in? He's good in Cosmopolis. He's good in uh, The Lighthouse. He, I liked him in The King with uh, Timothy Chalamet. He plays like a French king. He's really good in that. Uh, I don't, there's just nothing I've seen him in where he, he just keeps popping up in these kind of weird character roles. Like, but I, I really liked him, really liked him in Batman. Dude, I, I saw this movie, Old Henry. Have you seen that? Old Henry. It's a Western. I don't it's, think so. It stars the guy who, who's in that first episode of the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I never saw that. That, the, what was that? Cohen, Cohen Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, those those guys they they wore me out. And then I heard it was like an anthology, it was like a bunch of little shorts. So I was like, eh, I just couldn't get excited about it. So anyway, all that to say, I, I didn't see that film and I don't know who you're talking about who's in the Buster Scruggs opening. I liked it. I liked it. Buster Scruggs. Mm, I like it. And I like old Henry too. What's old Henry about? Cowboy. <laughs> Cowboy. Old cowboy named Henry. He cow he cowboy that shoot people. Bang, bang. He make people dead. He make them go night night. He go. I'm gonna put a bullet in you and make you go night night. Well, I heard that John Wick got approved for like a part five and six, or maybe it was a four and five. Dude, I'm telling you, Matrix fucking whatever the fuck it was called was so bad. I'm like, I may be done with John Wick, dude. <clears throat> oh, you you're not done with John Wick. I know that you're not. You love that movie too damn much. No, I'm gonna watch every John Wick for sure, but god damn that Matrix was Have bad. you heard the news that Bob Dylan has written a book about songwriting called The Philosophy of Modern Song? Nope. The Philosophy of Modern Song is Bob Dylan's first book of new writing since two thousand four's Chronicles Volume One. Uh this 
promises to be an interesting read. Is that something you think you'll read? Hell no. You're not going to read that? Hell no. Oh, I thought you liked Bob Dylan. I like Bob Dylan, but I don't give a fuck what he's got to say about songwriting. What's he going to tell me? I don't know. Well, I, I tell you when you write a song, you gotta keep it tight, son. Here's what the little blurb says. He writes over 60 essays focusing on songs by other artists spanning from Stephen Foster to Elvis Costello and in between ranging from Hank Williams to Nina Simone. He analyzes what he calls the trap of easy rhymes, breaks down how the addition of a single syllable can diminish a song, and even explains how bluegrass relates to heavy metal. These essays written in Dylan's unique prose they're mysterious and mercurial, poignant and profound, and often laugh out loud funny. And while they are ostensibly about music, they're really meditations and reflections on the human condition. Here's how here's how I know I'll read it. If one of those songs is a B Schneds special. <laughs> like if he writes a an essay on 40 dogs, uh, I'm reading that book. Sure. But if he doesn't, not reading. I remember when I saw this is my Bob Dylan, by the way. It's a hard rain gonna fall on it. I once saw a moot moot song. Damn, dude. How did I get so good at doing Bob Dylan? I don't know. I once saw a song written by Stephen Foster. Yeah. He was once how he wrote Blowing in the Wind and he thought about it and finally when he answered he said he didn't know which I thought was pretty cool. I wrote Blowing in the Wind when I was 17 before I grew a pencil thin mustache before I grew a pencil thin mustache and started wearing a cowboy hat but after I was in the traveling wheelberry with one of the Beatles and also one of the ELO people, also Tom Petty. My name is Bob Dylan, and I have written a book about songwriting and my musings upon it. I am Bob Dylan, a hard rain gonna fall blowing in the window, no, I wrote it. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us on this riveting episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. Join us in the Secret Weekly, where our guest today was going to be Bob Dylan, for sure. (laughs) You can join us there by supporting us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash letters I-O-K, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 